0: believers align themselves with god's agenda he's restoring zion are you fully brother or sister who are listening are you fully with the lord in what he's doing with the jewish people he's saving multitudes including multitudes out of islam brother or sister out there are you focused on the evangelism of the church of jesus christ to muslims or is it just something that a few people
1: do In the early morning of October 7th, war broke out between Israel and Hamas, the militant Islamist group that has controlled Gaza since 2006. Hamas fighters fired rockets into Israel and stormed southern Israeli cities and towns across the border of the Gaza Strip, killing and injuring hundreds of soldiers and civilians and taking dozens of hostages. The attack took Israel by surprise, though the state quickly mounted a retaliatory operation. One day after the October 7th attack, the Israeli cabinet formally declared war against Hamas, followed by a directive from the defense minister to the Israeli defense forces to carry out a complete siege of Gaza. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. This is not old news to us. Sadly enough, we hear the story coming from the land of Israel, which has broken our hearts, and we've been hearing this news now since this early morning attack, as I mentioned, on October 7th. I've invited my friend, Steve Copeland, who is no stranger to Mid-South Viewpoint, to join me. Steve, welcome to the program. It's great to be here, Byron. Thanks. On Friday, October 6th, you sent out an email that focused on God's priority concerning Israel. I don't think you had any idea what was going to take place less than 24 hours later.
0: Yeah, it certainly wasn't something I expected to happen within 12 hours of that email, but It is something I've been expecting for quite some time.
1: I think maybe it's important that we give a little background to this Israeli-Palestinian conflict. It really dates back to the end of the 19th century. Well, actually, a whole lot further than that. But in 1947, the United Nations adopted Resolution 181, known as the Partition Plan. You familiar with that?
0: I'm very familiar with it. You know, the conflict uh, has its roots and origins, obviously, all the way back to the scriptures in some form or fashion. But the Holy Spirit began to speak to members of the body of Christ in the uh, 17th and 18th century. And even the Wesleys wrote a hymn about the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. Uh, the brethren in Ireland uh, were had clear understanding of what was going to happen And then even individuals in America, some great preachers were going across the country encouraging presidents of the United States to be strong supporters of a rebirth of the modern state of Israel.
1: Well, the recent conflict between Israel and Hamas marks really the most significant escalation of ongoing conflict early in several decades.
0: Yeah, let me again, try to connect. So back in 1897 was the first Zionist Congress, uh, a burden that was laid on the heart of Theodore Herzl, uh, a Jew. And within 50 years, you had the UN partition. And along that way, there was a tremendous struggle in the international community that led up ultimately to the rise of Nazism and the attempt to exterminate the Jewish people. So let me tie this together. The enemy of our souls, Satan and his minions, realize that something is happening, that we're rapidly heading towards the end of the age and the coming of Christ. So we're going to see ongoing efforts. And now we've seen the spillover into the streets of major cities around the world of anti-Semitism and hatred, because God is about to do something glorious concerning the children of Israel and many other things as well that I'm always glad to talk about.
1: And I want to refer to some of the, the tragedy of the events that took place Things that really are very disturbing, how Hamas took men, women, children, bound their hands, shot, executed, cut the heads off of babies. That was French journalist Margot Haddad, who said it's so gruesome that no one wanted to reveal it until they had 100 percent confirmation. Israeli's government showed U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and NATO defense ministers graphic images of dead children and civilians. Secretary of State Bilkin told reporters. He was shown photographs and videos of a baby riddled with bullets, soldiers beheaded, and young people burned alive in their cars or hideaways. It is simply depravity in the worst imaginable way. Images are worth a thousand words. These images may be worth a million, according to Blinken. President Joe Biden on October 10th, in a press conference from the state dining room, stated this was an act of sheer evil. More than a thousand civilians slaughtered, not just killed, but slaughtered in Israel. Among them, at least 14 American citizens killed, parents butchered using their bodies to try to protect their children, stomach turning reports of babies being killed, entire families slain, young people massacred while attending a musical festival to celebrate peace. To celebrate peace, Women raped, assaulted, paraded as trophies. Families hid their fears for hours and hours, desperately trying to keep their children quiet to avoid drawing attention. And thousands of wounded alive, but carrying with them the bullet holes and the shrapnel wounds and the memory of what they endured. You all know that these traumas will never go away. In conclusion, Mr. Biden said, let there be no doubt the United States has Israel's back. We will make sure the Jewish and democratic state of Israel can defend itself today, tomorrow, as we always have. It's as simple as that. These atrocities have been sickening. We're with Israel. Let's make no mistake.
0: Yeah, there's lots that could be said. First, let me say that uh, I pray for President Biden, Secretary Blinken, Secretary Austin, and others on nearly a daily basis, and I think all believers in the Lord Jesus should do that. And as a believer in Christ, I have to do all that I can to cry out to the Lord to not respond in the flesh about the evils that have been perpetrated. On the other hand, I think there are two things that should be understood— What we saw was not new concerning either the Jewish people or Islam. Islam was conceived by the powers of darkness 14 centuries ago and has wreaked this kind of destruction throughout its centuries over and over again, and actually a few weeks earlier. In fact, every day around the world, these things go on. But the specific targeting of the Jewish people is something that is deeply rooted in the spirit of antichrist and is now emerging in full force because in the face of this and in the face of what the president and secretary of state said, which I appreciate, we'll see how long they hold to their position. I personally think they will probably begin to create some daylight as all presidents seem to be willing to do. But the bottom line is that on the streets of major cities around the world in free countries, People were blaming Israel within days of this happening. And that's because there is a strong spirit of anti-Semitism. And the reason that is, is because the Lord is fulfilling his promise to the Jewish people, not because their faithfulness, but because of him. And the enemy knows it. And he's trying to do, basically to nullify the counsel of the Lord, which stands forever. It's a laughable thing for those of us who are believers. But as someone as diabolical and as proud as the uh, powers of darkness... They think they can actually still pull this off.
1: Well, Steve, you wrote another email following up the one that you wrote on October 6th, on October 7th, an additional email. And you stated that since 9-11, worldwide, there have been well over 100,000 documented murderous jihad attacks. And this is a conservative number.
0: What's happening, again, is the Lord Jesus is coming. Now, I, I think believers have the theology of it. And then, they, of course, they have their own eschatology. But this is reality, As I've been saying, really, everywhere I go, every radio show I do and places I speak, the dress rehearsals for the end of the age are over. This is the real thing. And how do I know that? Well, the Spirit of God tells me that. The Word of God tells me that. It's very clear throughout the Scriptures. But then even more than that, I see what the enemy's doing. He's trying to thwart what God is trying to accomplish. Now, I don't have any concern about it. I'm at peace because I know the Lord sat enthroned at the flood and he sits as king forever enthroned on the throne. But will believers align themselves with God's agenda? He's restoring Zion. Are you fully, brother or sister who are listening, are you fully with the Lord in what he's doing with the Jewish people? He's saving multitudes, including multitudes out of Islam. Brother, sister out there, are you focused on the evangelism of the Church of Jesus Christ to Muslims? Or is it just something that a few people do? And I could go on and on and on because there's many other things. But he is doing this before our very eyes, as it said in Isaiah 52, he would... Now it's time to wake up. Wake up, as it says in the beginning of Isaiah 52. This is the real thing. And are we going to just play Christianity? Are we going to play church? Or are we going to be livingly engaged with our Lord Jesus Christ as he goes forth as a warrior to bring forth his will and purpose on the earth?
1: Stephen, Exodus nineteen five. God said to Israel, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. It's evident today that Israel, among many other nations of the world, are not keeping God's covenant. Yeah. Does this entitle them to privileges, special state privileges?
0: Well, of course, no one keeps God's covenant. No one keeps God's word. We're all lawbreakers. We're all transgressors. And when God sent his son, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, over on the cross when he's hanging there, this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. That's the answer, and the answer is that the Jewish people, in their unfaithfulness, as he said over and over again in the Prophets, over and over again, I will do this not because of your faithfulness, but because of I love you. And he even calls her a virgin, like in Jeremiah, at the time when she was so engaged in Babylonish idolatry because he sees the end of it all and the great glory that God is going to get not only— In Israel, but the church and you and me is that sinners will be giving the glory to him, undeserving sinners, and the promises to God cannot be that God made concerning Israel will not be broken.
1: Well, Steve, in the New Testament, Paul in Ephesians says in chapter 2, verse 11, Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Amen. So that's the open door. It's also the open door that God extends for all nations of yes. people to come to Christ. Not just the Jew. All earlier said in Romans, the gospel was for the Jew first and then the Greek.
0: Yeah, and I think what you're touching upon covers uh, a conference or more. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality, I remember uh, going to the beach in 1996 with my family, my extended family, and I brought a book with me that I, I had already, these burdens were in my heart, but when I read the book, it was called The Last Days and God's Priorities by my friend Lance Lambert. I already knew the Lord had a burden for Israel. I knew that even before I was a believer. The Lord showed that to me uh, as he was leading me to himself. I know he has a burden for Muslims. There's 1.6 billion Muslims. He wants them to come to him, and more are coming each year than the previous year, but we're going to see a tremendous change in that, and it'll be all his glory. It won't be any of man's effort. He wants the church to be that chaste virgin with nothing capturing her heart other than the Lord Jesus. And he wants to see souls saved in every corner of the world, uh, Japan, France, Turkey. These are the least evangelized places in the world and many others I could mention. All of this is coming together now. So brother, sister, who you're listening, stop going about what the church is doing with its programs and join up with what Jesus is doing right now on the earth and get involved in his final move as we go toward the end of the age. Now, somebody will say, I'm a crazy man, and yes, I am. I was born that way, and I got worse. But I know this. When I was being brought to Christ, even before I was saved, the Lord was giving me tremendous understanding about where we were on God's time clock. And now, we are crossing a threshold of which normalcy will never return. We will see cataclysmic changes, uh, really, among all the nations, as God said we would.
1: So we are seeing wars and rumors of wars, but it's all climaxing up to the point when the Lord comes back.
0: Well, we have to drop our eschatology that has us think things are going to happen the way we think they're going to happen or the way someone's teaching. No, the Lord's main message in these days is an awareness and an awakeness in being about our Father's business I may go be with with the Lord before he comes. You may go be with the Lord before he comes, but I want to go with every step along the way between now and then being in his center of his will. Some people say, how do I know God's will? Well, read the Bible and meditate on it day and night, and you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. This is real. The, the counsel of God, not the newspaper, not Fox News, not CNN, not someone's opinion, not some Bible teacher, but the actual Word of God. Every jot and tittle is now coming to realization. And we must engage our Lord Jesus and be alive to him and hear what he's saying. So when these wars and battles and struggles and everything goes on, we have prayers that respond to his heart. Not just some uh, humanistic, which most prayers I go around, I hear humanism coming out of believers' mm-hmm. mouths. God is not a humanist. He's not a Democrat. He's not a Republican. He's not... Uh, anything other than it's he said it in his word and it, to the natural mind, things seem unfair that he may have chosen the Jewish people. Well, how unfair is it that he chose me, a sinner? Oh my. And he put on my on yes. the Lord Jesus every sin I ever committed. That's the unfairness. There's no logic with God. It's motivated by a heart of love and compassion and reaching All to come to him, but only through his son, whether they be Jew, Gentile, Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu. Look, I'm involved in prayer meetings about all of this, about Hinduism, about Buddhism, about Islam, about the Jews, about so-called Christians and for real Christians. It's time to be real and not just play this American church game or wherever you live, French church game, whatever be alive to the Lord. Yeah, that's crazy, but I'm, I'm I'll go out this way. Amen, Steve. Other way.
1: Amen. <laughs> I, that's a good, that's a great word. Well, hey, Steve, I came across a video podcast. Of a Jew who posted this podcast, who has been recruited as one of the 300,000 reservists in the military, the Israeli military. He did this video. Actually, I sent it to you. I don't know if you saw it or not. And he was at a, obviously, an undisclosed location. But he was just talking about trusting leadership. And he even said, we can't even totally trust our leaders. He's in Israel. He said, we can't trust our leadership. We can only trust God. Amen. And realize it's us and God. And that's who it is with believers, you know, in this, we get worked up about the six o'clock news and all the things that we see happening. We start fearing and God doesn't want us to fear, but to mobilize, as you say, because we have a command from the most high to be witnesses for him. So I thought it was interesting. He was saying some things about that. The need was to put their faith in God, not man. And something else he said too. you know, we have a u.s military that is very structured very organized has gone on for many years and when it comes to taking care of soldiers like when it's food time there's usually a mess hall or there's people who are assigned who are in the military assigned to cook and prepare food for the soldiers to make sure they have the food they need or they have special food that they take out on the field when they're out you know in the battle but it's interesting This Israeli soldier said, Israel doesn't have that set up. He said, it's the Israeli people who feed us three meals a day. And he said, they take care of us. They make sure we have food. I just saw the unity there that was being described. And the fact, he said, I'll be on a duty post and Israeli woman will come by with her children. And she hands me a bag of baked cookies she made for me, you know. And that happens all the time because the people are involved. And we become a people very complacent. Very complacent about our own world, about our own lives here in the U.S., that we don't really think about the battle and what's ahead.
0: My own cousin's son is just was called up. He served in the IDF before, and his wife is in med school. He was getting his Ph.D. in uh, English, and he was called up to serve. And I have other family that may be called up to serve. Uh, the reality is, if you're in Christ, we've been called into an army, and uh, As A.W. Tozer said, we don't see this world as a battleground. We see it as a playground. And most Christians seem to be playing as if this was our home. And the sacrifice, the Jewish people, when this thing happened, every Jew in the world felt that pain. Of course, I'm of Jewish background. I, I felt it. I knew it was coming somewhere. I could sense that something we are, every Jew is connected, just like uh, you've seen the monarch butterflies all go back to the same place in Mexico every year. And it's the fifth generation of butterflies. So anyone ever has any questions about creation evolution right there proves that God is is real. But I'll talk about that some other time. Well, the Jewish people feel this pull toward Jerusalem and feel this pull and even in the partial hardening that's in their hearts that was given for the sake of the rest of the world, it, the Lord put the hardening in the Jewish hearts for the sake of the Gentiles so that they might believe. but even in that there's a it's what the Hebrews call mishpukah, the family're one family together. Well, the church is supposed to be that. It says that in Psalm 133 we're we're supposed to be united. I don't know. I mean I I, I the more the older I get, the more. Uh, restrained i get with my words to some extent but if we don't see that this world is not our home if we really think that america is going to be the same or anywhere then do we think we would we rather have this than heaven would we rather have this than what the lord's bringing i i hear from so many christians well i all these things the schools and and this and my children and my grandchildren hey i have children and grandchildren too but i'm pointing them to glory That's the only place where we're ever going to have the things. And there we won't think about ourselves, hopefully. We'll just think about Him.
1: Steve, you have also given some biblical guidance for prayer and encouraging us to read the book of Obadiah, Psalm 83, Jeremiah 49, Isaiah 17 through 19, Psalm 2, Psalm 60, (laughs) Psalm 149, Romans 16, 20. And I know there's a whole lot more, but I want to give those out to our listeners because we need to know how to pray. We need to know how to look at this biblical through the lens of Scripture. Can I say something about those? Oh,
0: sure. You said earlier about, you know, looking to our leaders and all that and how they're disappointing. Well, leaders are going to disappoint. Israel wanted a king, and in so doing, they rejected the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. And in the church, we want our teachers and our pastors to tell us what to do. But that's not the message of the New Testament. The message of the New Testament is a personal relationship with the Lord. And if you haven't started doing this, begin to memorize uh, the Scripture and meditate on it day and night, and you will begin to hear the Lord. And then when someone teaches, you'll know whether it's from the Lord or not. So these uh, Scriptures are all mostly ones that, you know, there's 31,000, whatever, 109 verses in the Bible. If you start... Yeah, I mean it's not hard to have a thousand, two thousand, five thousand verses memorized, and then be able to meditate on it. So when you're driving, you're not worried about what Sean Hannity's saying, or because you've got the Word of God. These verses speak to uh, some of the matters of the Lord's promise concerning Israel and His bringing down of Islam. Obadiah is is really about the days we live in it's certainly about the days they lived in but it's also got application right now about bringing down that thing and it's not just mentioned in Obadiah the same verses are in Jeremiah there's many other verses throughout and there's glorious verses like Isaiah 17 18-19 in the middle of the tumult the Lord is going to put an altar in Egypt and he's going to set his throne in Israel and he's going to work in Assyria these are geographic areas so his goal is to recapture (laughs) from See the shining sea, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as waters cover the sea. And it's important we see the end of God. If we don't know what God's doing at the end, how do we know anything along the way?
1: Well, the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but all come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. And that's why the gospel is so urgently needed. Only Jesus can change terrorists Like Saul of Tarsus into missionaries like Paul the Apostle. Only Christ can forgive the deepest depravities of the human heart. Only Christ can bring lasting peace to the human condition which we're so thankful that he was willing to take that sacrifice in his own flesh on our behalf. To the glory of God the Father, it being his plan from the foundation of the beginning of the world that Christ was slain. Now, on October 20th, Steve, we're running out of time. On October 20th, which is this Friday, a small team is headed to Berlin and to Poland and Ukraine to share the gospel.
0: Yeah, a brother from South Carolina had it on his heart about 18 months ago, mentioned it to me. I said, I'll pray about it, and a few months back, said, I think we should go ahead and do that. I think we're going to find ourselves in the days ahead, those who want to do the work of an evangelist, and I don't consider myself an evangelist, I consider myself doing the work of an evangelist, as are most of the men that go on these trips, are going to find that we're in a full-fledged war zone wherever we are, and uh, America is going to be uh, uh, unrecognizable in many ways, probably a lot more than we're willing to accept, and we will have to uh, walk, wherever we go. So this experience of going into Ukraine, which I don't consider even much of a challenge, it's all, you know, the news hypes things that are, uh, we have to know reality, not what the news tells us. Uh, no. there, there are rockets, there are people getting killed, there is trouble, uh, but I think 40 other nations with similar things going on right now, We're going there just because we feel the Lord would have us share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then we'll come home, and we expect someday, when we're doing it in America, it won't be much different. Now, someone will say, well, you're a pessimist. No, I'm sticking by what the Word of God says, that... There's a great shaking happening, and I think the most urgent prayer for America is a great awakening, a great move of the Spirit, a great revival. So when those difficult days come, we will love each other and not kill each other like they do in so, so many places.
1: Amen. Missionfieldusa.com is where you can get information about some of the trips and opportunities yeah. to go and, and share the gospel because you're calling men just to stand up and then come join you.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was just a website. We're not a ministry. We just go out and do what we believe the Lord tells us to do. And In between, we have a 1,001 other assignments that we undertake, uh, whether it's helping sick people with COVID or helping elderly people or helping the Jewish people or going to Muslims, like the Muslim lady I met on the elevator coming up here. You know, we love Muslims. We hate Islam. People don't understand the difference. I love Muslims. I, I love people who are in the mafia. I grew up with some of them. I hate the mafia. Do people understand the difference? And But behind Islam are hosts of wicked spirits blinding. We should be angry about that. Yeah. Not in a wrong way, but they're blinding, causing 1.6 billion people right now to be perishing. Where is the burden? Do, you, do people weep over this? Do they give their time and energy? Or is it who's in the rankings in the SEC football? I mean, let's be honest. Let's start addressing and say you may be redeemed i may be redeemed but am i following jesus christ so where's the priorities 24 7 if we say we're servants of god we don't have vacations or times off we don't get paid for what we do we do it because christ called us to
1: it steve copeland god bless you my dear brother thanks so much i'm looking forward to hearing the stories on your return trip on this excursion that you're about to leave on on friday So when you get back, let's get back together. Absolutely. I'm I'm sure there's going to be exciting stories to hear and know ways that we can know how to pray for the seeds that were left there in those areas for the gospel to have its impact. But friends, thanks for listening to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Go to the website, missionfieldusa.com if you would like to learn more about the excursions that are taking place where men are going faithfully to proclaim the message of Jesus Christ in cities of the United States, and also, as Steve is mentioning, cities around the world. That's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.